Good evening. <laughs> no, no. Good evening. Hello, guys. How's it going? I wanted to make a short podcast. I always say this, but this was, this one's actually going to be short like the other ones as well about what's been going on recently. This is not exactly about the whole Iran stuff because I feel like it's actually amazing to see, I should say on a side note, how political everyone's becoming. It's amazing. I mean, sometimes I want to take a bit of credit for that because I feel like sometimes I lose followers, I think, because I'm so political on my Twitter, but... And my other social media, but I think it's a net positive because everyone's becoming so political nowadays. It's so amazing. Even though there was a lot of jokes, a lot of them were funny, I'm not going to lie, I laughed. But it was very good to see because people were being engaged. And I'm sure a lot of those people were making those jokes, but obviously opposed the war as well because no one wants to fight in a war. So it was very, very nice to see. And I think that's a step forward, in my opinion. That's a positive because when you see so much engagement with foreign policy, which I really, I'm really, you know, that's really what I care about. I'm a big foreign policy person, even more than domestic policy, I'd say. Because I think that really determines how, you know, that you can really know a person by that kind of stuff. Because foreign policy is something where the government really has so much, you know, unilateral power. And how they use it kind of tells you how they're going to treat the domestic population. I remember I was having a conversation with my friend yesterday. We were talking about this. So we are talking about racism and the fact that oh, why did they enslave Africans and stuff like that. And I said to him, that wasn't because, you know, they were Africans. They just did it because of money. And eventually, they did to their own population too. So, that's very important for me. Now, on the subject of... I'm going to touch on that, kind of, because there was an important development that happened today. So, that's really what I want to talk about and not the Iran stuff itself. The um, After the US killed um, Qasem Soleimani, who was a leader of the Quds Force, which is some kind of um, Iranian special forces, which were very actually instrumental in fighting ISIS... I said by CNN itself, so it's not kind of propaganda. CNN itself actually did a feature on the guy a few months ago talking about how the US has kind of been working with him to fight ISIS. This guy was in Iraq on a diplomatic passport going to negotiate a peace deal with, I think, the Saudis. And the US decided to drone bomb him and kill him and kill the other people he was with as well. And since it happened, there's been a lot of hand-wringing in the political press. Every time a leftist guy said, we shouldn't have done that, they'd say something like, but do you, do you, do you agree he was a terrorist? Obviously, once you buy into the notion that he was a terrorist, then it just comes down to a process critique, which is, if he was a terrorist, do you believe we should have killed him then or later or now? Which, it was good to see some leaders not fall into the trap, like Jeremy Corbyn, and I think I saw Clive Lewis, maybe. But a lot of them were like, oh... Despite him being a bad guy, we should still have... Once you say that, then, of course, you're already given Trump and the right wing their victory. Because once you concede he was a bad guy, it's just a matter of, well, do you want bad guys to be going around? Or should we have killed him and saved American lives and all that kind of nonsense? So, it was disappointing to see. And, of course, they, none of them... It's just kind of incredible how right wing our society and our media is. No one mentioned the fact that the idea of drone bombing a person on foreign soil itself, you know? And it just amazes me every time how the most fundamental logic these so-called intelligent people in the press can't seem to apply. So when we say, for example, just ask a basic question, would it be okay if 
anyone in the UK for any reason was in France, for example, and they were bombed by Iran for whatever reason. Of course not. Even if they had, you know, they'll be, they've been convicted in Iran of killing 50 people. That's not how things are done. You don't just decide to unilaterally kill them on another cu- country's soil. That's not how the world works. But of course, that's how it works for them because they own the world. And so you can't even ask that question. In fact, I've, I don't think I've ever seen anyone on TV since it happened ask the question. The question ranges from, do we have a plan after we kill him? Which again presupposes that the killing was justified legally and morally. To, we shouldn't have killed him that way. Or there was a better way to do it. No one said, why do we have a right to kill this person in the first place? That of course, you can't bring that up because I think that would be kind of mind-blowing to them if someone actually brought that up. They wouldn't really be able to you know, deal with a glaring logic, which I'm sure they would be happy to use in every... Just a simple golden rule logic of universality, which everyone, even a child, understands as a fundamental moral rule. I'm sure that completely escapes them. It's really quite embarrassing to see people that went to the finest institutions and stuff like that just whoring themselves out for the for power like this. And you even saw a lot of talk in the media about oh he's been responsible for a lot of US lives lost and the way they mean is soldiers obviously. But the guy was in the military. What do they think the military does? So they think the Iranian military kills people but the US military just what hugs them to death. It's it's really, you know, it's a stupid thing to say, which again, the people they ask the fundamental moral logic doesn't occur to them. What do you think our leaders do when we kill so-called terrorists and then we kill civilians all the time? How, how do you think, you know, how do you think that works out? They can do it, but we can do it, but they can't. But obviously, again, to ask this question, I think you would literally blow their minds. Like, their heads would explode if you asked them the most fundamental, logical question about the universality of what they're doing. Can we apply this logic to China, for example? Could China say some person was causing unrest in another country we were occupying, so we're going to kill them in that country just because, you know, we can. Another thing that was um coming up about this was that there's been a lot of um drone bombers in the US where they said oh, they were trying to kill, um they killed 10 Iranian-backed militia. <laughs> I mean, first of all, just completely removing the agency of the people they've killed... And of course, no one verifies this, so they could be killing, killing like um, I don't know, farmers uh, in some way. But they just call them once you call them Iranian-backed militia, and that's okay. But what people actually fail to mention is these people are Iraqis. So, if someone calls me a Chinese-backed podcaster, I'm still from the UK. That doesn't remove you know the fact that I'm from the UK. So they're killing people from the country they're occupying. But then excusing it by saying those people are backed, whatever that means, by a third country. I mean, again, this is the kind of stuff that goes for reporting in the media. This is why I do this, by the way. But in any case, in after this happened, the Iraqi parliament, which a lot of them are pro-US stooges anyway, but they actually voted 170 to zero to expel the US. Now, they do this all the time, by the way. They do these votes every year media obviously doesn't report it because the Iraqis, who cares what they think in the country which we're occupying 
their lives don't matter, only our lives matter. They voted 170 to 0 to expel US troops from Iraq. Now, the US, obviously, after that, they said, oh, we respect Iraqi sovereignty, etc., etc. Then today, they released a statement. I want to read you that statement just to show you that. And I think, again, this is why I always say it's lovely that Trump is president because Trump exposes the just the sheer brutality of these people. Like, if this was Obama, you know, they'd be saying some flowery language. But Trump just says it as it is. So this is the statement they released. America is a force for good in the Middle East. What? Of, I mean, okay. Our military presence in Iraq is to continue the fight against ISIS. And as the Secretary said, we are committed to protecting Americans, Iraqis and our coalition partners. If someone was reading the statement that wasn't, you know, from here, they would think America didn't invade Iraq. And it wasn't a war against Iraq. Incredible. At this time, any delegation sent to Iraq would be dedicated to discussing how to best recommit our strategic partnership, not to discuss troop withdrawal, but our right, appropriate force posture in the Middle East. So basically, the US just said, we're not coming to discuss leaving. But we're going to come to discuss how well we can use the troops we have there. Again, of course, they've always been an occupying force. But the brazenness of this, it's incredible because they always claim they invaded Iraq to spread democracy. Now, the quote-unquote democracy they, they, um, they created just said, okay, now you can leave. And they go, oh, no, 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 we're not leaving. We're just going to, you know, redeploy our troops and, you know, it's it's quite incredible and racist, but I I I think again, it's very nice that a statement was released because it shows the kind of pertin a paternalistic relationship they have. They go, we want to be a friend and partner to a sovereign, prosperous and stable Iraq. Are you kidding me? I mean, Orwell couldn't write a script like this. They just told you to leave. You're talking about them. You want them to be sovereign. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, friends, friends that you hold a knife to the back of their heads to make them do what you want. Incredible, incredible. But there you have it. I just wanted to give you that update. Like I said, the Iraqi parliament votes for this all the time, but the US just ignores it. But I think the only reason why the media is actually reporting this is because of what happened with um Qasem Soleimani. So it's very um nice to see that the the obviousness of the occupation is being exposed so this was just a quick little news update about that and um i'll leave you with that so i'm going to release my next podcast in two three days it's another interview about criminal justice so um i hope you should. i think it's a very interesting conversation that i've been bouncing around my head for a long time but i finally get to discuss it with someone so um hope you have a good time with that one do please remember to subscribe and rate my podcast if you can wherever you're listening on if you can rate on there because that's how the audience grows rating my podcast is very important even more than sharing it which i don't really care for give me a little five star rating write a short review if you can that will make sure my podcast gets to a lot more people i 
thoroughly appreciate it. Again, if you want to come on the podcast, do send me a message and um, we can set that up and I'll speak to you guys later.